Rabbi Silas is from the Lev Parshas Kisisa. We have the great success of joining Yeshiva's Rabbeinu Yitzchak HaChanan Specter uh, to be here in YU, my alma mater, although this did not exist when I was here. Um, and it's the closest, I always say, the closest I'll ever, I'll ever get to the base matters, just speaking of the base matters. Okay, I'm close, close. Um, but uh, it's a great pleasure that uh, we could greet our alumni here uh, with great uh, joy uh, that my trip kind of opens up with Torah uh, uh, and now ends with Torah. I'm leaving tomorrow. Uh, Baruch Hashem over Shabbos. I had this chus of teaching for the first time ever. Uh, my work and my work collided. My, my paid work and free work collided. And they asked me, one of the senior scholars on the NCSY program was on canceled last minute. So they're like, we have nobody else. We're a hard scene. Why don't you speak? Um, so, Baruch uh, Hashem. I've had a lot of Torah. Um, so I'm very happy. And as I pointed out, uh, this is our, my first time here in the YU building since... Uh, the tragedy of October 7th. Certainly we dedicate our Shir Lezech and Nishos Tekadoshim and unfortunately continue to fall. Uh, I specifically point out uh, not just the people, of course, from October 7th, the many soldiers, um, almost 250 soldiers, including um, some of my son's friends. My son, Baruch Hashem, is uh, now sitting and learning in Yerucham. He's probably now sitting and sleeping. He's probably sleeping, but uh, he's learning in Yerucham. He got out of the army a week ago. Um, and uh, has a, a bit of a break, so he can go back to uh, learning Torah full-time. So that's uh, exciting. Uh, you know, when I spoke on uh, Shabbos, so I spoke on Shabbos, they, they didn't ask for a topic, but I thought I would give a topic, and it was really fun, because I learned about teaching girls is so much better than teaching guys, because like everything I said, <laughs> every, I, some things weren't jokes, and they laughing, I, it was great. Um, I felt really good about myself afterwards. And, um, but... Um, I said, you know, they didn't ask me to give a topic, but my topic is the October 8th Jew. And, like, of course, there's always one. Oh, my God, Rav Hartstein, I'm sorry, but October 7th is going to happen? Oh, my God. And, you know, like, no, no, no. The October 8th Jew is really what it is. We experienced, you know, even if you were in Eretz Yisrael, you weren't in Eretz Yisrael, a lot of you have come to Eretz Yisrael since. The experience that we've had since then has literally been, you know, moments that you will talk to your children and grandchildren about where you are, what you've done. And it's quite amazing. And everybody's got their, I don't want to say the word shtick, but everybody's got their thing, how they cope with it, what they did. In my own house, we, we, I know this sounds a little strange, uh, three nights in, we had a movie night in my house because we had a child who wouldn't leave the house, who was very, very scared. And everybody was kind of on edge and crying and this and that. And I, I, I poskin for my house, we're going to watch a movie together. My son was very far away. We didn't know, you know, his, what was going on, where he was going to go. And, and I thought it was important to make everybody feel, feel, you know. So everybody did different things. And for me, I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. I'll tell you in a moment. There was a song that struck me. And I kept thinking about that song and kept actually watching a video of the song. I'm going to tell you what it is in a second. And I didn't tell anybody about this until a few weeks ago. I saw a clip of Moshe Weinberger. Moshe Weinberger said, there's a song I've been thinking about. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. I've also been thinking about a song. And then he said the song, and I was like, oh, my God, that's my song. You stole it, Robert. No, no. Um, so there's a song that I really, really love. It's by Eighth Day. It's called Avraham. And it happens to be, I'm not a big English uh, music guy. Like, I don't I happen to be Nissan Black was with us for Shabbos. We were both senior scholars. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, did, I asked him afterwards. I'm like, you know, I did the Torah thing. Like, now you're going to do, he did a concert on Moses Shabbos. I said, 
do you want to call me up on stage to rap? You know, I'm from Ramat Bechemish too. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, he's like, you can't just be quiet. Um, <laughs> anyway, but um, so so, wh- why does it strike me? So this, you know, and I and I and I recommend. I don't normally say go to YouTube, but if you go to YouTube, there's an awesome video um, of a it's a school in Las Vegas, and I, I, I needed at some point I needed to cry. Right, it's a few days after and the tragedy, and and, and, and here's what I thought of, and I'm just going to read you the chorus. I'm not going to bore you so much, but it says like this: Avraham, are we the children that you dreamed of? Are we the shining star that you saw at night? You know it's true. We still call you Avino. Our father, our pride, we've got your soul inside. Take us home, take us home. Right? And you've been through every test. Now you look like that's not the chorus, right? And there's a shul in the Midwest, right? I'm sure a lot of you may have heard this. If you haven't, it's Shayach. But then what happens is at the end, at the end, he says, yeah, we are the children you dreamed of. Avraham, yes, we're the children you dreamed of. Yes, we are the shining star you saw at night. You know it's true. We called you Avinu. And I think of the song because, as I'm a good company of Moshe Weinberger, we were tested. Jews have been tested in and out. Anybody who says, how are we going to live through, I just had this chutz a week ago of going to Kerem Shalom. I went on a trip to the south. I had not been there since October 7th. And I went down there and I had the schus of meeting this amazing person, these nine people who fought off 19, killed 19 terrorists who came into their yeshuv, their kibbutz. The, the story in itself is unbelievable because it's a non-from, very non-from kibbutz and they brought in uh, 20 families that were from and it's an amazing form of achtus and people getting closer to the Rabbanu Shalom because of it. And the test is not a test of... So he, the reason why I'm telling you the story is he said... Juju said this, this amazing thing. He said, yeah. Um, so I said, well, how do people from the Yeshiv respond? Nisim v'neflois. This guy was a walking Nisim told The story he told... Like, I can't... It was amazing. How this happened and that happened. And these were not... It's called kitakonunut. They're not professional people. They fought in armies, you know, 20 years before or 10 years before. They didn't know what they were doing. Nisim and the flies. By the way, there was 150 who tried to get in. Baruch Hashem, they were all killed before they came in. It's a mamish amazing thing. Nisim and the flies. So I said, did you, did you speak to the non-religious people, the person who doesn't want you to put up the mikvah or, or, or put up the Erev? Or, did you speak to them? So he says, yeah, you're not going to believe. What do you think they said? They said, how do you still believe in God now after what happened? I'm like, wait a minute. How do you not believe in Hashem, right? Everybody can see things differently. But I thought about Avram Avinu's tested over and over again. Ten tests, according to many, it wasn't just really ten tests. They were the hardest of our tests. The Lech Lecha test, he gets there to show, we get there after the Holocaust. The destruction of the Jewish people. Six million, probably way more than six million. Six million is just what was documented. You tested us. And you tested us again on October 7th. And on October 8th, oh, we passed the test. We continue to pass the test. Four and a half months later, the chesed that's done, the chesed that comes from this country and from other countries, 
and from our own thing. Yeah, my son, you know, joke is, you know, like we're the we're the fattest soldiers in the entire world now with the barbecues and the, the, the my son I never had so much steak in my life and my army base, you know. The pizzas and the this and the protein bars and we never heard Israelis never heard of beef jerky before and they're like Dr. Pepper, wow, this is very good, you know, like But it's unbelievable. Yes, Abraham. This is what you dreamed of, those stars that you saw at night. You couldn't, you couldn't, Hasaka, you couldn't understand. We passed the test. You know how many more people are putting filling on? My friend who runs this organization, Rabbi Josh Friedman, thousands and thousands of filling. They could put it on every day. And at the hill, my own, my, my wife works in the South. Women who started to wear shaitals, who started lighting Shabbos candles, who asked, what time is Shabbos every week? What's candle lighting? Who started saying to him? Hashem gave us another chance and we responded. Yes, Abraham, you were the children that we are. We're that shining star. We won. And in this week's Parsha, I don't know if you remember lessons from the Lives on the Parsha, now that we're dropping on Spotify. Um, the Parsha tells us perhaps one of the most difficult challenges of the Jewish people in the entire Torah. The Chet Egel. It's like you know, I, I compare it a little bit to, to, to Adam and Chava. Just one tree you can't eat from. Just one tree. You know, it's like you tell the child. For sure the child will not follow it. I'm putting this ice cream in the, fr- in the freezer. Don't eat it. It's not for now. Not, the kid's like, it's for now. It's for now. It's for now. It's for now. Right? Unless you tell the kid, this ice cream that I bought, it's not kosher. You can't have it. And it's like, oh, then I'm not going to touch it. You know, it's like, Leo. It's the most amazing thing that happened. And what happens? Nebuch. It doesn't work. It doesn't succeed. The Chet Egel, the Rebbe literally just said, Nasa Venishma. We said, Nasa Venishma. Big deal. He says, He said it with his own voice. Don't bow down to Elohim Acherim. We're going to do it. Whatever you want to give different kunsim, why they did it, they saw the Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't alive. It doesn't matter. How does Moshe respond to this? He does it again. He sees them and he drops the luchos. Gemara Shabbos. What does it tell us? Pevav around there. It says what? Where's Rabbanu Shalom Shadim famously? Shkoyich. Shkoyich Shishibarta. This is the right thing to do. Became too heavy for Moshe Rabbeinu. So now what happens? All of a sudden, something changes. 80 days later, Yom Kippur, all of a sudden, the Jews are, are, uh, are totally healed. Ask Rav Volbi. I got a free safer on Shabbos because I was a senior scholar. Rav Volbi on the Chumash. There was a lot of girly swearing I didn't pick. <laughs> Why should I cover my hair? Why should I be sneers? Sneers is, I didn't pick those. Rav Volbi, I, 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 yeah. So Ravolvi asks, I don't understand. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu break the luchos? Why did he feel that they were not worthy of accepting the Torah? And 80 days later, oh, we're back. I don't understand. The Gemara says in Avodah Zarah, Daf Hey, that the second set of luchos were very different than the first set of luchos. Maybe we'll have a little time to discuss that. They were different. Had B'nai Yisrael, says the Gemara Novo Zara, 
accepted those first set of luchos after what they saw in Har Sinai and say the words Nasev Anishma, you have no idea how awesome it would have been. No Yetzahara. You know the Yetzahara. You know, some people are very excited. Shovim Tad is over now. Now we can go back to the regular scheduled program of, of you know, Nebuch uh, you're in Washington Heights, uh, of watching and seeing and doing it. Nebuch, it's hard. There would have been no Yetzahara. No Yetzahara. And worse, the Gemara says, no foreign nation would be able to test us. Avram Avinu would have said right away, yes, that you're my nation, for sure. You're what I dreamed of. The stars at night, the chula, the chula. We would have achieved a level of avoidance Hashem without any sin. But we sinned. And therefore the Torah was tailored anew to a nation that would sin. To a nation that would not succeed all the time. When Moshe saw that they sinned, he understood that they had fallen to probably the worst possible level doing what the Rabbana Shalom literally wonders about. Their Yetzirah took the better of them. And he said, I got to do something. And he had to do something quite extreme. And he begs the Rabbana Shalom for a new Torah. They're on a new spiritual plateau. This Torah is not suitable for the Jewish people. We've got to have a new Torah. A new set of luchos. New, tailored for those that sin. Obviously, we know the Torah. Torah is emes, right? Moshe emes, Torah is emes. It doesn't change. The Torah is emes. Nothing changed about the Torah. But it was tailored differently. It would be unchanged, but of course, it's very different. And this is the important thing. Anybody knows Ravolbi and his writings, Ali Shore. Expert in education of all different levels, of Chinuch on all different levels. Every single generation, says Ravolbi, has this inside of us. We have a manner that we have to relate to the Torah. We're responsible to transmit the Torah in a very, very different way than in other generations. The way that my father learned Torah in YU, the way I learned Torah in YU, is different than the way you might learn Torah in YU. We didn't have swivelly chairs. We didn't have phones, Baruch Hashem. It has to be taught in a different way. Revolvely quotes the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara Chavhei on the days. Yiftach was who he was. Paralot Shimon in his generation. What did that mean? Shmuel, we famously say, Ushmoel Karush Kolim El Hashem. But who Yanein Shmuel reached a level that was similar to Moshe and Aaron. How can you even say that chutzpah? So Rav Tzadik Hakohen explains. Shmuel succeeded in teaching the Torah. To his generation, Yiftach to his generation. Shmuel, right? That was what it was. Moshe the Aaron, Ushmuel, Kar Shmuel, they put in the same sentence? Yes. Because to succeed in every generation and know how to teach Torah? Wow. That's amazing. We have the schus of having Rabbeim who learned from Rav Salavechik. I've always thought to myself, I would have never lasted two seconds in that year. 
I would be the one. There used to be like famous stories of the people that would be behind the pole in the back. So they wouldn't ask them to read. They wouldn't ask the questions. Now we have Rabbeim. Every five seconds they have to hug you. You have to feel good about yourself. You don't want to hear any Musr Chas Rasholom. It's a different generation. And many people, especially those that just came from Leva Torah, have maybe a little bit of a hard time. Right? I know it's a little chilly outside, but sometimes it's a little chilly inside also here. You know what I'm saying? The lave has to come back. Vicheskel Levenstein, one of the great Gedolim, commented that his Rabbeim in Kelm would speak about the terrible punishment of Gehedim. And that would motivate people, scare people. Gehedim. Even like make these fake pictures of what Gehedim looks like. You know, this guy with the, the thing in the red and the whole thing. Perm's coming up, you know. Who do you want to dress like? You know, that guy. <laughs> right, that's not Gehedim. Okay. The Alta Slobotka would stress the godless of the Adam. The greatness of man. He understood. This is a new era. Rav Goldach once came to our yeshiva. Rav Meir Goldach came. Your Rosh Hashiva. My Rosh Hashiva. And he came to the yeshiva, to Leva Torah, and he had a very interesting, he spoke to only the Rabbeim. And he says, we know the famous, I don't know why I'm quoting uh, so much of uh, Kabbalah Shabbos, we say, Avraim Shana Kud Bidor. A door is 40 years. He said, not anymore. This was 10 years ago. He said, the door now is whatever. Now the door is, nope. I have a friend who's in the music business. He said to me, not Nisan Black, another friend. So a name dropping again. So I was speaking to my friend, Yishai Rebo. No, no. Um, <laughs> so he goes, in the, the music industry, people be like, oh, I want, can you get me at my wedding so-and-so? And then a few weeks later, it's like, can you get me the guy that sounds like so-and-so? Because that's the new guy. And, so, and, then, you know, and then a few weeks later, it's like, make sure not to get me that one or that one. The new guy, you know, like, everything changes. Volbi says, not the Torah is changed, but we have to tailor it. That's the beauty of the Torah. That's why Torah is so unique. You can sit in Yeshiva University. I happened to be at Rutgers yesterday, just name dropping all these different things, uh, whatever. And you can sit in a course, in a class. Do they teach secular classes in this building? Yes. <sighs> no, so, right? You can sit here in this classroom. And they could teach you mathematics, right? And there's professors that go, wow, this guy wrote 18 books on mathematics. You're not going to raise your hand and go, can I, I just thought of something crazy. Listening? Yes. Two? Listen, listen, listen. You got to hold. Plus two? Four. You'll be out of this room in a second. I'll tell you, go to, go to uh, NKK, NASA Community College. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Somebody in this room could raise their hand and say, Rebbe, I love what you spoke about, but I spoke over Shabbos and somebody came up to me afterwards and said, Woo, you know, you said Shavisi Hashem, that reminded me of something. Shavisi, Shavet, it's the same level. It was a beautiful word. I never heard it before. A person could, yeah. You can go up to your Rebbe and say, famous story about Rav Salvechik. Somebody in Shir asked the Kasha, usually it was not a bomb Kasha, it was bad Kashas. I was in Rav Shachter Shir once and we were learning a guy, Rebbe, Rebbe, what about this? He's like, Yes, that's a very good question. That's why the Gemara says in the next word, my timer, what's the reason? <laughs> Just read the Gemara, stop. Right. Does anybody know where this is? Does anybody know where this Pusik is? In the Torah, where's this Pusik from? Gavari Yuvama, Staf Memphet. No, not Memhei, no, it's, it's from Yeshayahu. It's from, you know, uh, we don't know. We have to tailor the Torah. So the famous story is the Rav asked a real good kasha. The Rav looked, he says, I don't know. And he got up and he left here. Bad news for everyone, Hishamash tells. 
at like 12.30 a.m. He woke up. He didn't wake up. He was up the whole time. And he said, New, let's go. Tell the boys to go to Shur. I got the answer. Like Rebbe, everybody's in their pajamas. Most people are sleeping. This is back, back in the day when people would go to sleep. I don't know why you now. The new bedtime is 2, 3 in the morning. I know. But back in the day. He says, what do you mean? Everybody must be up. There was a kasha. That's what we're talking about over here. Tailoring the Torah to a new generation. That's the idea. The Torah remains forever. We could be machadish things. Sometimes you hear words of a Tamidei Chacham and it only much later applies to you. That's the idea. Yeah. That's what's going on over here. That's integral. That's the message. And maybe that it was different because we needed it to be different. We ourselves need this difference. And I think that that's the idea he recognized the fact, says the Orachayim, that we were on this higher spiritual standing, but that we were not going to be those Jews. Because there was going to be something called the Yetzirah. And, and I know this sounds very controversial. I usually get in trouble only in Leva Torah, but I'll get in trouble in YU. Maybe it was a good thing that we had the Yetzirah. So that you can't make any excuses. Oh, the Torah was then. No, the Torah was built with the Yetzirah. Was built with the challenges that we have in everyday life. That's exactly it. It was built for every generation, every time. How dare you say to me, how can you be firm after October 7th? Because if there's an October 8th, look how the Jews responded. It's a, no, I never lived in such a time in my life. The things that our people are doing, I, I almost, I'm shocked by it. I thought for sure it would go away after a few weeks, months. It's remarkable. Shuls that I was in the last few days, and you look on the walls and you see how many Tehillim and, 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 and Shul finished all of Shas. And this one has this learning program and this one has this Tehillim program. And then they're chalishing that people come from Eretz Yisrael to talk to them. This soldier and this, this, this person who was saved, hostage, it's amazing. We're so much closer to Rabbi Shalom. October 8th was a newness. We can't give excuses of the Torah. You have so many, we just had the, you know, I missed by one day, the Y is Farim sale. Yeah. So many Sfarim, you could learn anything, be any time. You can't make excuses. Oh, but the eight of this generation, it's there. You have all these amazing apps. Even somebody told me, even on Spotify, there's Torah now. I heard, I heard things. Yeah. It's amazing. That's that's what we're missing, I think. I I, I truly have this hargasha, this feeling that despite everything, so we don't understand that. Every time we do an action that we should not have done and we succeed in it, right? There's a, there's a great organization. Look it up if you haven't. If you're not on the WhatsApp, send your WhatsApp every so often. My three-minute video, I, I use it on my lessons from the Levala because they're so beautiful. 
We don't understand that every time we look away, we are We should don't do this. But you know, if there's a girl and you're about to look at her and you don't look at her, so I in my mind, this is what I do. That's what you're doing. I didn't look. Putting that in the storehouse. I built you with a Yetzar. I did, I did, I did, I did. Every Sunday morning that you wake up and it's difficult, it's raining outside, you don't want to go to Minyan, even though it's across the street from you, right? I don't want to go, and even though you can go, you know, wake up for the 7, the 7.30, the 8, the 8.30, apparently it's an app. They have, you know, every Minyan, blah, blah, blah. amazing, amazing. It's unbelievable. Right? That's what you have to push yourself for. You could just look at yourself as Shivrei Luchais Nebuch, but guess what? Even the Shivrei Luchos had a place in the Aura. Everybody has a place. And if you're like me, who feel a little bit embarrassed, maybe even in a positive way, jealous of friends of mine who are doing so much more in the war efforts, friends who, I'm not kidding now, almost quit their jobs, and this all they've done is, is amazing things. So you could still do that. You could still add your talent. You could still have more kavanah. You could still be Margish the Tsar of Klal Yisrael. You could still understand, wait, should I be doing this when there's over 100 people in captivity? Seriously? That's not me. By you, my. No. And stop my excuses about Torah because we just learned that the Torah was given differently than the first time. Different than all the Nisim Vinaflois it was given with. Different when the Rabbon Shalom spoke to us. So Ramban speaks about this in the parish as well. This is a different Torah. Shkoyach. We have to wake up and be October 8th Jews and, and, and be mature and say, I need to grow up. I need to grow up and I need to realize, okay, that maybe, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm not going to finish all of this. Maybe I'm going to take some of this called Mishnayas and I'll learn that instead. Maybe I'll just do one of them. It's a great joy. Finish a Masechta, finish two Masechta. Maybe this isn't me. Maybe I'm going to be a Tanakh guy. Maybe I'm going to be a Ramban guy. I don't know. But an accomplishment. There are so many amazing programs for accomplishments. You want to be a Nachyoimi guy? Or girl? You want to be a Mishnayas person? You want to be a Omad Yomi, Daf Yomi, Daf Shvui? Everything. Right? I'm sure I'm missing a lot of things. You know, Rambam Yomi, Everything. Program, Shurim, you, you can't miss it. Al Hadaf, Al, you know, Al Parsha, it's unbelievable. And the Torah was created in such a way that we would be able to not make excuses. Finally, I feel the need to thank you. Thank you as a father of someone who has a son who is serving faithfully for four months, doing things Baruch Hashem I don't know much about. Once in a while he says something you shouldn't say. But I feel that it's your protection. I had this chutz in the first few weeks of the war to help out a lot in raising money and giving out uh, warm clothes in different places. And when we went up to Mamish, the border of Lebanon, I was shocked 
when I saw the tanks. Because on all the tanks and armored personnel carriers, there was pictures from kids. And the guy heard my horrible Hebrew, and he said, hey, hello, uh, you from America? I'm like, well, originally, I see the Aliyah, he's like, okay, just, can you talk English, please? Um, and he says to me, maybe you could help me. What's, what, what's, a, what's, a, what's a Yanach? Yanach. I'm like, Slicha? Yanach. I'm like, what? He shows me a picture, and it says on the bottom, you know, from the students of Y and J. He's trying to, Yanach. He's like, what's a ska? I go, ska? S-K-A, you know. Daras, dara, diras, right? Mom, she's on their tanks. goes, They care about us? They're putting it on their, they, you understand? People went into Gaza with your pictures? You think it's a joke? It's not. I have a friend that's not a joke at all. They packed him a bag right in the beginning. I mean, it was hundreds and hundreds of bags. It said on his name on it, a specific person with beef jerky and protein bar. I promise you this is true. It got into Gaza. And they said to him, they called his name, Ezra, you know, your bag's here from Teaneck. It really is true. And they opened it up with beef jerky. And, and at that time, everybody's having tuna cans in, in Gaza. Nobody wanted it. And he's eating the beef jerky. He loved beef jerky. And one of the guys was like, Slicha, maza beef jerky, maza bidiuk. And he explained to him what it was. He says, let me try it. It's disgusting. Let me try it. Why is it tov? And all the Israelis, and they're like, when's the next beef jerky coming? You know, Tagilem Shanachlo Utsim, Dr. Pepper, and W. Root Beer. You know, they go crazy. But that, that, that's what it is. Raboisai. Yes, we are the shining star. We are the children you dreamed of. Rabbi Shalom. You tested us, and we won the test. No? What's after you win the test? You know what the end is. The joke is told about, you know, the, they said that the older Rabbeim don't want Mashiach to come. Older, what are you talking about? Because what are they going to do? When Mashiach comes, how are they going to end their, their classes, their shirim? Because Goyal said they're going to say, hey, we'll be a man, they're not going to be able to say it anymore. Well, it's a joke, it's not true. But Rabbi Shalom, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to be chutzpah, but we, we're your shining star. We're the one you saw at night. You know it's true. That's why we call you Avinu. We're Bani Shalom. We did what you said. Look what we did. We won. Bring us back. Bani Shalom should bring us back. Yes, go. Tzedek, b'meiru, yameinu, b'shib, b'sorius, tzorius, for Klal Yisrael. Amen, amen.